Yeah, man, we there. It's the noble one, you know, Balanced Paradise, Rahuba, Asalaamu Alaikum, Hotep, in the divine universal greeting of righteousness. We here for the siblings to express the truth. As Prime Minister Dunn said, we've got a real special guest. Uh, Honoured to have the brother on to, uh, to build, to conversate, to expose some light, uh, to ultimately to uplift all in humanity and that's what we're here to do mine so uh the special guest i'll let the brother introduce himself so if uh, you can introduce yourself brother and just give the siblings them who don't know internationally globally who you ain't who you're not just give us a an overview of where you came from not in too much detail because we'll get into that uh, and we're right. now and we'll get into it all right then um well thank you for having me and um I'm honoured to be talking to everybody right now. My name's Quincy, also known as Cosmo Medici. And basically, I'm now a film writer, director, musician, stuff like that. But that's all basically coming from me living in the place, what they call the ghetto, and going through everything you need to go through in terms of what you do go through to graduate through there. Then going to prison for too many years to mention and coming out and being here to be able to speak to you lot today. So that's me in a nutshell, but I'm sure we'll go deeper into yeah, man, that as the show goes along. So we just want to say peace, yeah. Quincy, and thanks for coming on to the Express Truth. Definitely. Yeah. So um, for those listeners, man, Quincy is definitely a, a, someone who was notorious, man, in, 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 in South London. Am I correct, Quincy? Yeah. Yeah, not m- m- mostly Brixton. Brixton. Obviously, yeah, that's where I'm from, Brixton. Yeah. <clears throat> Obviously, we travelled round. We travelled round London. You know what I mean? But we step. We come from Brixton. That's where we originated from. Yeah, man. So yeah. So all right for people, people, people out there who who, who, who want to get a, a clearer vision of who who exactly. I'm gonna let Quincy in exactly break it down to you, but I'm not trying to hold the brother, put the brother in line with this show. But for we know that the show went viral. So I'm saying, so we definitely yeah. for those who watched Gangland London, Quincy was the 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 guy who was ex, who was um, breaking down previous things that went on, and he was walking along the street and explaining to the camera. That's who Quincy is. So just to get a clearer vision, so Quincy, explain to us some of the things that you know growing up in Brixton. Well, my growing up in Brixton. Obviously, everyone's got their own journey. We all have the same conditions and all that. But my one, it was even a different experience between me and my friends. Because my situation is I was kind of born into the life. Like, some of my friends, they got into it, like, by the time I met them, like, 12 or 13. But by the time I was, like, five, and my stepdad came into my life, he was, like, he, as I say, he was the top person the top guy in Brixton at the time, in it? So, he, I just started taking on his life and living his life. So, my kind of thing was, I, I, I kind of got conditioned to this thing from early. So, it wasn't a thing of like, I had a decision or anything. It's just that, bang, I was I was living it. And I was well advanced by the time I meet my friends. So, my, my criminal life kind of escalated much faster than my friends because, obviously, I haven't got a lot to prove. I've already been proving it, kind of. So, I kind of done more serious a crime and got taken off the road quicker than my friends. 
definitely. So, all right. We have to let the people know, because what you do, the gang was called the 28s. I'm correcting saying that, mm. you know. And that, that yeah, 28s gang, for for people down there, for everyone in the... You would have known of this gang. These was man's was well-known. Well-known in London. Like, they had a very big name. So, how did... How did that gang come about? How did you even get involved with that? Well, there was a there was an older twenty eight to older twenty eight to us. So when we was coming up, I had to just go past this playground more than more than likely where they used to hang around called Dexter Playground. And I, when I was around ten, I had to climb over the fence. And when you climb over the fence, they're always there in it, like maybe ten, twelve of them. When I jump over the fence, they know who my stepdad is. And I kind of semi semi get initiated then, not by doing anything bad or anything, but because they know who I am, they're more keen to have me around them and stuff like that. You get me? So, and that was before I even met my friends who were the next younger to me. So I was kind of initiated with the older ones before I even got to them lot. So, yeah. And would you say, uh, Q? Would you say that was? Um... Obviously, it's labelled as a gang now, terminology and vernacular-wise. Yeah. But are you, in essence, saying that these were a bunch of brothers who grew up in the same estate or same area who had common kind of ideologies of sorts? In essence, they wanted to, you know, get some guap, in essence, and they were prepared to go and do it? Well, when, when I met them, it wasn't really about guap. It was just them congregating at the end of this play adventure playground area and just having uh, having jokes and reciting lyrics. Someone might be smoking a spliff. You know what I mean? Nothing too major. It's just like fun, camaraderie, and just their own little space. That's all it is, just creating their own little space and enjoying each other's company. That's how I knew it at first. I never saw it no other way. Like, obviously, my house was worse than that because I'm around my stepdad in it. So when I came around them, that was like fun to me. That was fun, and I started to express myself. My my personality started to come out a bit more. Because when you're at home, you ain't, you ain't, you don't have no personality. You're just told to shut up and don't say nothing. And da 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 So when I started to congregate, then I started to have more fun. Like, and started to become me, my own person. You know what I mean? So it wasn't really about money straight away. Money came after when you started to understand what life was about. Yes. So it, yeah, and I thought that I thought in essence that's what you was gonna say. It was it was demanding in essence, and yeah. growing, becoming a teenager, wanting yeah. what's being advertised, etc. You yeah, want life starts to harden you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You start realizing about bills and money, and that's when that part comes in. That ain't nothing to do with us bonding as brothers or anything like that. That's that's the first step. Mm-hmm. You know, and we bond naturally because we're human beings, isn't it? Ain't nothing to do with money. Money comes in after after you after you've been around your friends for a while and you're growing up and starting to understand things more. And you're starting to understand how the program works. You realize everything's money, so you need money to survive, and that's where the money part comes in. Right. So what Is kind that? of what go on, noble sorry? No, go go okay. Right, so how did it kind of start out in the sense of like you guys started to come together and. And and you realised that obviously you was living as brothers and then how did the crime creep in into that? So who, how did that start? I know you was around your stepdad. Crime, crime probably started as fun. Do you know what I mean? Probably started as fun. You know, like maybe you beat someone up 
Do you know what I mean? Then you beat someone up, and then maybe the next time you rob them. Then there's a taste of money around. And then it's like, yeah, you can keep doing that and getting money. And when you're living on the street, to have money is like going on a holiday, innit? So the more you can have it, the more the more you're going to do it, innit? Then it starts to build up. You realise this bit of money is not enough money. You know what I mean? Your, your, your taste starts to expensive. You start to pick up habits on the street, whether that's weed, drink, or later when you go into hard stuff. You're picking up habits as you're going along, in it. So, more money's needed, more clothes needed. You're interacting with girls. You realise they like when you look in all fly and that. You start getting that, then it's just everything's money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, when we get to like 13, 14, then the hard drugs start taking. Then it goes to robberies and banks and post office and then obviously crime gets a bit more serious. So ex- explain that in a little bit more detail, Phil, uh, Quinny. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've heard that people say that, you know, uh, marijuana, weed, cannabis, whatever label you want to put on it, that herb, which is naturally, um, is some sort of gateway drug. So how did you get from, obviously, devil water, alcohol, and, you know, drink and smoking to... Yeah, harder stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, when you're out on the street, it's like fun, isn't it? So when you're smoking a little bit of weed on this day, that's cool. And then you go out and you start drinking, and then drinking the weed goes with the partying. And obviously after that now, because I was a bit more advanced, so I started hanging around with older boys. And when I went around with older boys, that's what they were doing, isn't it? So that's that's how kind of mine kind of started. More influence yeah. related versus yeah. you and yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know Because I mean? like I said they're older than me, innit? Mm. But because I was more advanced, that's why I was allowed to be around them, and then I'm seeing stuff that I shouldn't be seeing. Okay. So, and did, did, was it was it was it a, a real quick? Um, was it like a, a, a two three year span where it was a case of your name was running hot? Or the, or the 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 twenty eights was just running hot throughout mm. South, throughout Bricky, or was it, you know, uh, uh, almost overnight kind of thing? No, it was just instantly, and then it didn't stop. Like from eleven, eleven, twelve, which is out on the street all the time, mm. all the time. So if you're out on the street all the time, you're gonna be going to all the dances. You're gonna be going to you can be going everywhere where everyone is. You're just always going to be representing, isn't it? Because that's the only fun there is to have representing. So it 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 went from partying to partying and fighting crews as you go to partying. First it was just fun partying, then it was fighting crews as you go to partying. Once that starts happening, then it's just like, yeah, then it starts to travel everywhere. Your name goes everywhere then. Because you're going to all the dances and dominating all the boys who, whatever area you go to in their dance, you dominate those guys. And then it's just, yeah, then, then your name just spreads. You know, I just thought about it like that. It's kind of like, it's like marketing, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Huh? Yeah. When you think about it like that, it's like marketing. You go to yeah. another area, do what you need to do. You, like, it's like you market who you are in the party. Like, if ever that's beating up someone and everyone sees it and then their girls like you and then it's like yeah their girls start talking about you yeah, it's like marketing for real but so, obviously it wasn't marketing 
and then you started creating mm. so it was like a thing where you'd go to these different areas yeah. the 28 crew was starting to become well known throughout London you're making yeah, money yeah we were fighting first there weren't no money no there weren't no money it was known for fighting so it was known for Going just being like dances, fighters and beating up the guys yeah whoever the main guys from whatever dance we go to we'd smash them up and then you dance. started creating enemies yeah, yeah. then yeah but the enemies the enemies are kind of soft in terms though. Okay. You know what I mean? Because we was a bit more vicious than other crews. You know what I mean? And none of them crews would come to Brixton. We would always go to everyone's area. So it was like, we, were, we had all kind of, a kind of mystique about us for some reason. You know what I mean? Because no one came to Brixton at no time. And this is like the late, eight, the that. early 90s these times? Yeah, this is the early 90s, yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of men, like probably 30, 40 guys walk, moving. Mm-hmm. There's like thirty, forty of you guys like getting known throughout the the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty, twenty strong at least minimum. You know what I mean? Minimum. There's obviously, some more will come, but at least minimum twenty. But then always there. Even that twenty, there's the hardcore ten, and in that ten, there's the harder core than five. You get me? So. And um, by this stage, Quincy, other crews are starting to notice you guys, and people ain't probably enjoying the fact that. You guys are going to different areas and you're able to dominate them, so you, you, yeah. you're getting you're starting to get enemies now. Yeah, but well, like I said, nobody comes to Brixton. That was the thing. Nobody came to Brixton. So the only time we come out of Brixton is to go to these dances. There's no one coming to get to Brixton. There's not really nothing to worry about. The only time I really got caught in a bad situation is when I went to I went to Peckham. And the ghetto boys saw me, and they were like, I don't know, like 20 of them or 30 of them. They had bases, like choppers, everything, and they chased me down, like I hide in the garden. And if one of my oldest weren't walking past, I would have been dead. You know what I mean? Because, like, like you said, by doing this, he was creating enemies, but they just never ever got the chance because no one came with them. But when we came out of Air Brooks, and for that night, I went to Peckham. Peckham was kind of friendly with us, innit? So yeah. we had nothing to worry about when we were in Peckham. You know what I mean? But we didn't know that the ghetto boys were in Peckham already. And that night, they really nearly, nearly could have lost my life again. So on that night, when you nearly could have lost your life, when you nearly could have lost your life, did that make you Peckham. more vicious on the road or did it make you say, I need to kick back? Or how did you feel after that? Um, I think I just went harder again. I think it was harder again. The only way, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only way man knows how to. Because that's the only way man was brought up. Mm. Mm. And is was there any... Um... Like, you look, if you watch my documentaries, yeah, even my cousin, I only realised the other day, my cousin said it. When, when, I, when he was there in school, he used to wake up in the morning and see me. Yeah. Training. Run training, bruv. He said that yeah. that was his way dream. He never had no choice. So, same people that live a normal life. I wasn't living normal life, bruv. Regime, like. up too quick. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. As soon as you said yeah. that, I thought that I knew where you were going to go with that. And you, you know what I mean, bro? Huh? Yeah. Because yeah. I only remembered properly when he said it. Do you know what I mean? I know he used to do it, but... I forgot specifically the square I used to run around outside his house. Mm. That was every morning about so. That man is waking up sleepy-eyed, you know, rubbing the sleep out of their eye. I'm training. 
Madness, man, madness. But again, that gave you that foundational stuff there. You see, obviously, outside of that, there, if you had more elders on the road, yeah. it was giving you a bit more of that foundational physicality yeah. or even mental juice, then yeah. maybe the 28s would have been known for something, obviously, yeah. mental grown and moved into a morphing to something different now yeah, yeah, but maybe yeah, yeah. that morphing could have to be done a lot earlier yeah, so yeah, yeah. my question is actually which leads into the question where was the elders the the the, the, the more sort of quote-unquote conscious elders trying to drop them jewels you meant them they weren't man. Hmm. they weren't man. you see it there yeah there was none and then also what happened as well like, even the older people became scared, became scared of us after a while. So they started thinking that. Because obviously, when we start to, um, not the hard jobs, and then we start to bug the banks and that, they're looking at us like we're crazy as well. Do you know what I mean? So, it's not even like we've been coming across the approachable when we've reached a certain age, you know what I mean? Mm. When, you, when, you, when you're hostile and you've got all that money at that time, it's not a really good combination for anybody. And a lot, a lot of money's coming in. So now you've got the money to finance certain things now. So these times now, mm. it's becoming even more untouchable. The twenty-eight crew. Exactly. Exactly. So how exactly. did the, the gunplay creep in from there? How did that get to a stage? No, where... no, the gunplay. That's the thing as well. Yeah, people have been getting um, this thing um, twisted as well because yeah. I'm listening to a few things that people have been saying. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to establish something here yeah, because I'm a strong-minded person, isn't it? Yeah, and I do think because I want to my dad whether that was bad then and good now. No one ever say. Move forward. Go in there. Go in there. It's my granddaughter. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Sorry about that. Thanks, Where was I, brother? You was explaining about how the gunplay stepped in. Yeah, so basically, yeah. So I when I was when I when I when I was smoking um and crack as they say as they call it, yeah. When we were smoking crack it, it was a thing of it wasn't it wasn't you see like people listen now, yeah? That's how it was. It wasn't tightening, it was just in a split and it was because you had the money and you were boiling. Like the, the amount of money you had for fifteen years old, like I'm waking up, I'm waking up, I'm making ten grand, I'm going to West and I'm spending at least half of that clothes. Yeah, me having me having money and spending a grand on, on crack, yeah, that's just like it's a luxury. You know what I mean? I'm not being it out or like that. And then when I went I went to prison to eighteen and then I came back out at twenty one. When I came out at twenty one, I never ever smoked crack again. So when the gunplay started, I wasn't even taking no drugs at all. Do you know what I mean? Because I think people have been getting that confused from that gangland thing or something like yeah. I was smoking crack and running around in a Uzi or something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That was, that was never that. Like that, 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 that stuff stopped in my childhood, 18 years old. Do you know what I mean? That smoking hard drugs stopped at 18. Like, so when, by the time I got out, remember, when, when I got out and I'm, and I'm selling drugs, I'm selling drugs now. I'm in Camden. Like, I'm, I'm running one of the best the drug things there is. You know what I mean? So, there can't be time, there ain't no time for smoking drugs. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, so that so, was just a small part of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When Gangland did like, paint like, out I'm, that you was taking yeah, drugs when, throughout the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. That, no, that's how I've, I've I've heard it come back to me. You know what I mean? I just wanted to put that to it because it was it wasn't that like that was my childhood. And I stopped at eighteen, and by the time I was twenty one, I was actually mm. you get high in your own supply. You know what I mean? So that was happening then, and then the dumb day came in. Mm-hmm. So, because so, I've been jailed three times, I've been jailed three times. Yeah, the first two they were because cracking was, the second was because of gunplay. Do you know what I mean? The third one was because of gunplay. Yeah. So was it a thing where a man was were these grudges from the earlier twenty eight days where these where these other uh, men have said we're not having it no more and they're fighting back or was it a thing like gangland kind of painting yeah, it in a no, picture? No, no. Yeah, break that nah. down, bro. No, no, no. It's just, it's just you know, when you're when you're living a certain lifestyle, you attract haters. That's how it is. That's just how it goes. Same life that I was living then. It's probably every, all of your listeners probably know this one person or someone's cousin who's living that same getting the, that same attraction right now. You know what I mean? You live that lifestyle. You're doing well. You get haters. Simple. Not even like, not even nothing complicated. Today we're just upset because you, you were making money and you was living a certain way. Yeah, like, like it's just you know, you know when you're just doing your own thing. Yeah, and you're doing your own thing and you're doing it well. People always have a problem in it, so that's yeah, how it is. Yeah, I'm just not. Yeah, I'm just not someone that's going to be having that though. So that's why it just ended up like that, and I went to prison for all of that madness. You know what I mean? Wow. Indeed. Hey, so, well, that, that's a nice uh, segue of sorts, um, Gangland. Well, what was, like, it, it seems that to me, obviously, it, it, there was, it was a two-parter kind of something. And I, I, I clearly they'd made, they'd taken more footage than what they'd taken. And it also appeared that they had also spoken to people and given them a different idea of what this documentary yeah. type thing was going to be about. about. Some of that. You can hear about some of that, yeah. Yes, you know about my take on that basically. Yeah. Please break that down, man, because that was yeah, absolutely. I break that down right now. Yeah, yeah, I break that down right now. Basically, I got approached by some guy yeah, from Brixton, yeah, and I know him, and he's he's a cool guy. So I've got him down as cool so far, but we're not. I'm not dealing with him. We're dealing with a guy called Paul Blake, in it. Yeah, he owns a company called Maroon Productions. Yeah. There's a black guy, fifty something. He's talking about he's from he's from Brixton back in the days. So I don't know about that anyway. But he 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 was doing this project for Channel Five. He came with my friend and said to me, "Oh yeah, I need we're doing we're doing a documentary about a guy from France and a guy from New York, and they need one from London just to show about the lifestyle that they lived and how they've come through it." So I said, "Yeah, that's cool." That sounds alright. That's something I could be interested in. That could work out for me. So, linked. You've done the part that you've seen, and then we've also come into my mum's house and shot in my mum's house. So in my mum's house, I'm wearing the rural life t-shirts, the millionaire mind t-shirt that my friends on, and we're talking about what I'm doing now. Yeah. So we recorded that and that, but obviously you lot didn't get to see that part. But around a thought was about to air, he phoned me for he needed an extra piece of footage. Like you know that um the new you know the the, the, the news bulletin you know the news bulletin yeah 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that news bulletin. Yeah, I had that news bulletin in it. You see that? That's on my realer than most video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. video. So I sent that footage to him, and then I was talking to him about that, and and then it came up, and I said, yeah. So I did that footage in the house look, and he said, oh yeah, we're not going to be able to use it. He's really not going to be able to use it. He said because the lighting is not good enough. I said, but we went around the house and and, and got the correct lighting. Yeah, but it wasn't good enough. So he said, let's just shoot it again. He said, no, nah, it's locked. You can't do that. So I must have, I must have, um, I kind of flipped him in and went a bit mad and told him that um, if you don't handle this properly, then obviously when I see him, I'm going to happy in here. And then he must have put down the phone. I never, I never heard from him again. So basically now, I spoke to my friend and he was trying to liaise with me, liaise with me, liaise with me. And he said, he's going to tell my man to, to pull it. Like to take me out of it, yeah. So I said, Yeah, let me see it first. And they still didn't want to let me see it, innit? Yeah. So my friend said to me, I can either get it pulled or you can go through with it, innit? Yeah. So I said to myself, I thought, let me, let me just think about this for a second, innit? Yeah. I thought about it. And then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to have to make my own documentary just so mm-hmm. people get what I'm doing and mm-hmm. who I am and what I've come from. And it's not that, because I'm thinking, I own my own production company, so I can control my own media. I'm being good and strong enough to do that. So I said, if that, if that, if that's what's going to get them some, get everyone talking, I know what I'm doing. If I'm not working, then you can just deal with me however you want to deal with me. But I'm, I'm on something where just judge me by my work, innit? Don't judge me what by someone else who's showing you about me or anything. Judge me by my work, judge me by my journey and judge me what I'm doing now, innit? So... I just thought, you know what, Bang, let it go, and I'll be prepared, innit? And I said, obviously, I'm not happy with him, so I'm, I'm not going to be sitting down here and not exposing him for the person, what he is. You know what I mean? Um, I mean mm-hmm. and he has, people have to know what kind of person this Paul Blake is, and I need to stay away from Paul Blake, and even people like Paul Blake. You know, we've got our own media companies in our own, in our own communities. We can create the stories and be the people that they need. Instead of them thinking that they can come and use man to get what they need, you know what I mean? This is Girl, this is exactly what I was that's saying. What I'm doing. Exactly what I was saying. So how yeah. did you? I know I gotta ask you these questions because people want to know the answers to these questions. Yeah. When you sat down and you watched Gangland for the first time, I didn't watch this. Oh, you haven't watched watch, even now? No, you know I done even now. You know I done when it was on. Yeah. I listened to two of my friends watching it. That's how I dealt with it because I didn't <laughs> okay. want to download everything in my brain that everyone mm-hmm. else is going to see. I didn't yeah. want to feel like them because I know what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Because when you're not in control of something, I don't know how these people are going to pull it out, not what I wanted out. So I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to pull it in my brain. Do you know what I mean? Because if it went in my brain, I could have got angry or something. Do you know what I mean? So I thought, I'm not going to look at it. I'm just going to listen to my friends watching it. When I was listening to them, they said, it's cool. And they said it's cool because obviously they've seen my doc. You get me? They've seen the one I've made, innit? So they said, yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. No problem. Send it through. And then that's just how it is. So all I've heard is people's views on it. Some good, most most good. Nearly everyone good, but a few negative. You know what I mean? But that's, that's life, innit? Cause... So with this whole, this whole Gangland London, there was the day after when there was a few... You could call them actually viral clips on Instagram where it was showing. It wasn't the, the day after though. Let me stop it. It wasn't the day yeah, after please. though. Yeah, yeah. It was the day it was the same day it came out. 
Did that have anything to do hours. with the documentary? Nah, nothing. Nothing at all. So why were they harassing you like that and you're changed, man? Because this is what feds do, isn't it? They see a man on the corner. Anything he do, if you walk a bit fast or wherever, they want to come and stop you. what they do. After that, they went around the corner and, and, and done something else to someone else. They ended up CSCAFing some Rasta man called Solomon. Is that and Solomon who was selling the books? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we, yeah, had, yeah we had him on the show last week. We had him on the show exactly. last week. Yeah. So that tells you, you, know, you don't have to be doing anything because he was around there actually selling books. I wasn't doing anything. I was around there filming. I was filming the drama series. That's why there was cameras up. That's why we was able to film it. Do you know what I mean? Because we was filming the drama series. Wow. So they're still, they're still, even though you're completely doing, you, you, you've checked, you're yeah, obviously but, a motivational person now in today's world. And you do a lot though, of work. Yeah. yeah. But to on, tell you the truth though, on their behalf, they didn't know me. Okay. They didn't know me. It wasn't like they thought, oh, that's him. Let's go and get him. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't that. It was just that. When they stopped me now, and they're taking my name and that, you should just like back up now, innit? Because you know I'm not doing that, innit? But you wanted to push it and push it and push it and push it and push it. So what do you want, innit? My, my name's coming back, and you know I ain't doing nothing, so you should just leave me alone. So that's that's where the harassment stuff came in, came into play, if you get what I'm saying. Because you know I ain't done anything. Because they tried to, they said they stopped me because I looked suspicious. Okay, you stopped me because I looked suspicious when I came around the corner, like I was up to something. Yeah. Okay, I can, I can, I can say you could say that because I came around the corner fast. I don't mean anything. But now you check my name and you search me, you just let me go in it. Don't keep holding on to me. Like you're not sure if you know maybe something is gonna come over the radio in a minute and you're gonna have to get a hold of me for real. Do you know what I mean? Like it's already come up. Nothing's come up. Do you know what I mean? Because what, what is those two women held me, then the other guy went off for a little while on his radio. I've already heard them tell you there's nothing there, innit? So tell your mate to let me go and then stop getting on your radio wishing for something to come back to you because you've heard what I've been in jail for back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically they're that's, trying to still harass you and they're being... They're yeah, doing... neat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it didn't stop because I was Quincy. When he found out who I was, he was taking... He, he was hoping for something. You know what I mean? Mm, wishing on a star kind of thing, yeah, hoping you got something. So, yeah. Do you do you yeah. think this is predicated on? Um, uh, correct me if obviously if I'm wrong on this. The last thing you um got arrested for, which was the the news clip which you would have sent to to my youth, I was spotting at the police. Yeah. What do I think? What? Do you think because you was you bossed at the police? Yeah. And I don't know any of any other brother who's done that. Yeah. Because you did that specific act and emptied out all them thing then. Yeah. Was it they, while they thinking, nah, nah, we can't have this. Uh, even though you're dealing with righteousness and you're trying to uplift people, that we're going to get you for that and we're going to get you because you did what you did back then. I don't think so, you know. I don't think so, because to tell you the truth, yeah, that's the worstest situation I've had with Boydham since I've been up and I've been stopped I've been stopped lots of times okay. you know what I mean in other people's cars whatever and to tell you the truth when they usually find that out about me they start treating me better to the respect to the respect I've always and, and, and those that officer the other day he was like a 20 year old rookie like 
That's what the man was saying to us after. He said, no, I don't bother about him. He doesn't know the, he doesn't know the ropes around there. That's what the senior officer said to us. You know what I mean? So, everywhere I've been stopped by a boy, then they've been rude first, find out who I am, and then it's all cool. Because, and they probably can't believe that, because the way I'm acting at first, you know, all cool and as well. Then I found out that's what you are. They're like, oh, actually, this guy's all right. Maybe he has changed. Mm. That's, how, that's how they've always done me like that. Don't know. But like you said, maybe they're respected. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yo, Quincy, I've seen an um, um, Instagram post. I'm not sure if it's your official Instagram, but you was actually speaking about... Um... Sorry, we're getting a caller, but we're not, take... we're not taking no calls on this show, sorry. <laughs> I seen an Instagram post and um on the Instagram post he was basically saying that about how this poor Blake pulled that pulled that move on you guys basically and did any yeah. of the other guys in the show contact you as an elder and say, Yo, how are we gonna move forward? Like Jordan or nah. any of them no one's even reached out. No. Nah. No. Nah. What? Uh-uh, no one. Okay. Uh, no. So it looks like we've lost. We'll, we'll get them back in a sec. So as you're hearing right now, man, you're hearing from Quincy and people, you're hearing the story, man. Quincy from Gangland London, he was in that as of recent. And um, if you would have heard my Excuse me. We got you back, back yeah? We got you back. It just caught. It just yeah. went dead. Okay. Shall I, I'll get um, Queenie back in. No problem. No problem. So, as you, if you would have heard the um, Gangland London review, which is on YouTube, you would know that how we personally felt about the show. But now you're hearing Quincy explaining that a lot of um, funny moves that these guys pulled to get this type of please hold sorry to get this type of information out of these guys they've obviously used all kind of tricks and pulled them in on this show told them one thing done another because when you watch the show it don't really make sense so now we're actually speaking to quincy himself and we got yeah, you back now there. Quincy. Sorry, yeah, yeah? Man, right. yeah so we were just yeah, yeah. saying I was just telling the listeners, so no one's reached out from the show and even said, yo, Quincy, we can't move forward. How are we going to move forward? Or can you can you involve me on one of yours, which we're going to get into now? Your productions, no one's even... No, it inspired even some men who are on the road now to say, Quincy, can, can I come on? Can I get involved with what you're doing? What, on the back of that? On the back of this gangland, London. Because to be honest, to be fair, to be fair, Quincy, you was only really explaining what had went on. What they've done is they didn't That's show it. the second part of like how you, yeah, yeah, ha- yeah, what yeah. you're doing now. They just showed what you've done. Yeah. But they almost showed it in a way like you was glorifying it. I got to keep it real with yeah. you. They tried to paint it out uh, like you was, you was glorifying it. So when that clip come out the next day, I think it was on Gold Brom as well, which has got a lot of followers, where... Yeah, it was showing the police harassing you. If you look at a lot of the comments, people were basically saying, "Well, that's what happens when you boss after police." And yeah, I know. I, heard, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. 
So where, where, where can we see your document? Where, where can people see the real story? Because at the um, end of the day, people want to um, see it. Real Life P, Real Life TV UK on YouTube. And your full documentaries on there? Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's a six-part series, and one comes out every week. The second part came out, I think, two days ago. Yeah, and then the third part will come out this week. But you have to subscribe, so subscribe to it and you'll, you'll get it. You can check out the Real Life Drama series there as well, series one and two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been peeping that. I've been trying to keep, keep up with that there. Yeah. And this is the positivity that this brother's coming with. And, yeah, definitely. you know, wh- where is mainstream media? You know, where's the where's the, the BBC? Where's the, the local media down in London or anywhere saying, okay, We've got a dramatic, you know, 180 here. This brother's done this, he's been to prison this many times, but now he's turned his stuff around and he's actually trying to build a dynasty. He's trying to raise a nation. Let's get behind this brother. Wow. It, 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 seems, it seems indicative and it just seems like so apparent that anyone like we've, we've built with Sir Rose and he's said the same thing obviously he's trying to deal with some righteousness now we've built with Stephen Graham he's on the same thing he's dealing with righteousness uh, yeah. and no one's reaching out to say you know any of these former people who had ties or any as I say major media is reaching out to say look at here is a perfect example this is a role that's grown from the concrete We've done everything yeah, no. on our power. Yeah, I'm sure these people are dead and done, and they kill themselves. And these people have they've, 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 they've done it. They've gone through the muck and the mire, and they've raised off through this year. Yeah, I I heard nothing from nobody. I, I actually um actually agree with like Stephen Graham and that. Did you say Stephen Graham? Did you say? Yes. Yeah, and also Ross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with them. I don't. Then I don't know. I don't know. They're more interested in um, other stuff like what they put on Gangland. You know what I mean? Mm. Which is glorification. You know what? I, I'm not really. Uh, yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really one for. Um, all right, you can have a little. Uh, not really a complaint, but you know you can make make things aware. But like I said, we can do our own stuff in it, and that's what I'm all about. And I've got the motivation and the drive and the and the know-how and the manpower to get things done in it. So I'm not really. But, um, worrying about what, what, what they're going to do. We need to but, do what we need to do. You know what it is, Quincy? Definitely, I agree with what you're saying. It's, it's about time that we take control of our own media. But this seems to be Everything. a problem. It seems to be a problem within the black community. More importantly, the Caribbean community, where we're just giving away like stories and things like even um, a couple of years back, even down here in Birmingham, um, the rival gangs made a show called One Mile Away, which was a documentary about how the gang started, stuff like that. And that kind of media, and I'm sure they would have stories to say that they was tricked and a lot of things were edited and things like that. We know what these people do. So now's the time with the internet and with these DSLR cameras and everything to control your own media. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. From that documentary, I realised that's what man needs to do. That's what I really. I've been making a drama series. I've made documentaries, but what man needs to be doing is controlling everything that comes out of your area. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I'm looking at. 
because I'm already doing it halfway already. I just, I just haven't taken it serious until those guys put me in that situation with the documentary. They kind of woke me up about what I should be doing. So that's what I'm doing now. So has any of the um, has anyone on the road noticed you like you you've been somewhere in London or something? And a yeah, man's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was that kind yeah. of? Was it a thing where a man's rating the previous you? Like, or, it, was or... it, no, it was all positive. Uh, Even like cool. big women and their little daughters, they want a picture and they want me to come to their event to talk to the kids at their own event. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Good thanks, good thanks. So, so yeah. you, know is, you know what it is though, because you see what it is. So you see, even though like obviously you lot up there and you lot don't, everyone might, they won't know me. You see the people around here that do know me really and know what I do every day. When they saw that, they just looked like, they just looked at it like, you know what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It means what you're doing is working. For them, that's what it was. It was like a reformation that what I'm doing is working because they see me out here working every day. Do you know what I mean? Like they know that's what I would go for and they know what I do. And so you're still you're still in that community now on the other side of the fence, yeah? Every day, because it's my home. And this is what Gangland never showed. Gangland didn't show how these these guys have, have... what they're doing today and the positive works that they're doing today. They didn't show yeah. that. And that that's the sad part about it. And the worst thing about it is that these Channel 5s and these Channel 4s and all this are using black people from the community to get these stories because now a lot of the youth have woken up and they won't speak to white people. I'll keep it real. I don't want to offend no listeners, but they won't speak to white people. So they're putting well, these black men at the forefront who... Are just as bad as the white guys, really. Because so, probably, so probably that poor Blake. It's not their fault, though. It's not their fault. It's not their fault, though. It's not the white people's fault. Yeah. They need to control their their own situation, and then maybe they'll do it, man, on on a respectable playing field, innit? Like, they're just there to get what they want. It's business, innit? Yeah, very true. Very true. You can't complain about what happens, innit? Very true. But probably they yeah, gave him a nice check because I heard he's up for an award. Is that true? For that documentary, which I don't know why you'd get an award for. Oh, really? Why? Wow. Yeah, there should be a. There should. There should be a. There should be a. Um, a talk to outside that I would turn on again. Real talk. I need to. I need to run that campaign there. Actually. Mm-hmm. Think about. You call that one thousand. Because that's a straight yeah, study. That, that, that's what I would deem a tanned devil. He has a physical appearance to look like one of us. He may sound yeah. like one of us, but he's doing yeah. the work of the deceiver himself. Yeah. Paul Blake. I'll put it in there. Paul. Paul Blake. Yeah, that's Paul it. Paul Blake. It. Yeah. So, mm, yeah. you should have shown both sides of this fence, Paul. You can't just show one side and, and, and not what the guys are doing today. That's not, that's not right. That's not right. You know Jaja? You know Jaja? Yes, yeah. we know Jaja, yeah. Yeah, Jada, Jada, now nah, after, after, after I put that picture up of him, Jada told me that's the thing like that anymore, though. Yeah, I think I remember seeing something about that. Yeah, 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 but think about it. Man needs to, if man's not making this aware, how's man supposed to know? I'm making man aware. I'm not, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Because if man put it out there, then I wouldn't want to it. Exactly, and this is why we, this is another reason why we got this platform. This is for the yeah. people. This is to yeah. get the truth out there, man. We ain't in here to slander people's name and not like that. But we're yeah. here to get the truth out. It's plain and simple. Yeah. Right is right, 
and wrong is wrong. We don't deal with no folly. We do. We're on the right side of this year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The management really need to fix up on that there and 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 get in line and try and what's going on. This is it, man. The companies mm. use them a diamond of foolishness. Oh, foolishness, man. Like I'm, so trying to, I'm trying to get my. I'm trying to get my community ready and anyone around me ready for what is possible. Yeah. Mm. So, the, so the roadman then, how how are they um, receiving your change now? Yeah, listen, you see, see where I come from, yeah, man. Deep down, if if you really, really come from where I come from, you really want the same thing that I want, especially if you know what I've been through in it. And the ones who really want the same thing, they'll gravitate towards me, man. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, they know I'm really trying to get something. The way Brixton set up right now, there ain't nothing for none of us there no more. So if men don't hold on to this one thing we got right now, there will be nothing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this is what it is. It's real life. Yeah. True indeed, man. We're definitely going to make this um, a, a regular, um, as regular as we can, bring you on the board. Get, get, get updates, get updates. And that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got anything else on this here, Prime Minister? I just basically want people to know that don't believe everything you see, man. You got to remember that these programs are heavily, heavily, heavily edited. And when people film these programs, they could have 10 hours worth of footage, what they've got to cram into an hour. And they want to get the most shocking content out there. They want it to be like the real, they want the most shocking content but because it, there's even a part in gangland and i hate to keep going back to it where in the second part sorry where some guys are making a music video and some guys are, have come and the narrator's basically saying how oh, these guys have come and they think that there was going to be some knife play and all that but do you really believe that uh, these cameramen <laughs> would stand up there while guys are going to come know. and start they would call the police so no, please, no, man, no. don't believe it. You see, just a little bit of common sense. That's all that's needed. Yeah. So yeah, man, we yeah, definitely yeah. hope to get you back on here, um, Quincy, and talk about some of the things you're doing. Uh, the series is called Real oh, Life. Oh, and what's the channel yeah, one life. more time before you go? Real Life TV UK. Yeah. We got a new. We got, we got some new music out as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, we ready for that. Track called. Um, yes. Yeah, all go, go to Real Life TV UK. Everything's there. Everything's there, from drama series to music videos to documentaries. It's all there on Real Life TV UK to subscribe. And how can every week we jump into something fresh? And how can people get in contact with you? Is it email address or Real, is it Twitter? Yeah, you can go to just go to Real Life TV UK and catch me right there on Instagram. One word. You can Real go to Life Twitter. TV UK. UK one word. Yeah, that's Instagram. And Twitter is at Cosmo Medici one word. Same with Facebook as well, Cosmo Medici. Two O Z O space M E D I T I. We've got new artists coming up. They've got a new tune today. Check them out. RLE, Real Life Entertainment. Yeah. All coming out on the channel. This is what I'm talking about, man. We need to, as you say, from every angle, you're doing the music thing. You got, this, is, this is what we need to do. We need to expose the mass media to this year. We've got so coming out from Wolverhampton as well, actually, next week. Yeah? Yeah, from, man, from holla, project. holla, man, when you come up. From the I Project. No, they're, yeah, they're coming down to us next week, and we're going to come up to them. So, yeah, some, they're bringing 20 youths down to talk to us. 
Hey. Yeah, man. Well, we'll definitely, and as, as we do this building, you know, we'll definitely do some visuals with you as well. So we're gonna we're gonna reach this this uh, few hundred mile couple, you know, mile difference yeah. between us, and, and we'll really build this connection with with him. All right. Well, I can Manchester, and that's the regular unit, so we can see each other soon. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Honors, right. honors. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Peace. Shalom, balance and paradise to all the two meters and man. Trust me, that was uh, an insightful build. From what the world wants you to see Do you wanna be you, not who the world wants you to be? Deep inside it's in you, search through your mind there is a key To unlock every door, I've been knocking for years My inner peace released right on the beat I've been fighting this beast we call reality My mother can't afford a meds, another technicality Hope the cancer doesn't spread, causing a fatality on life I hold that gallery tight, those pictures stuck in my head Yeah we used to be close, I was young My parents separated, visitation time Delegated shelters I would sleep All these dreams I would keep close Watch the roads grow from the concrete Call it hope when that dark and that light finally meet I was broken, yes I still am Wishing I can help, but I can't I hope you win and that you live again uh, Open the window, see the world through my eyes Where dreams are signs of hope Dark nights and blue skies Either you sink or swim, crash or you can fly Try to remain true, the world telling me lies Cause the pain runs deep When you don't have control of your mind Clock's ticking, running out of time I hope you find your way and live long I hope you win and that you live on Take a shot quickly, let it burn so it can hit me This life is a dream, somebody pitched me I woke up from a bad dream Had my hoodie on, I was a teen Slain pain is what I felt I was murdered cause my color I wish someone would help Now the world knows my name But the world don't feel my pain And this world will never change I hope you do, hope they see the good in you I hope nobody hates your complexion Loves you for being you the world turns for so many blinded If there's a higher power, let me find it Don't push religion on me So many people hypocrites to their own words Preaching, telling me to walk this path When they walk through dirt But I dream real grass When they skip through lines While I'm standing in last place Facing what's right in front of me The light gets brighter, he takes a step I pray for you, my friend, God bless Open the window, see the world through my eyes Where dreams are signs of hope, dark nights and blue skies Either you sink or swim, crash or you can fly Try to remain true, the world telling me lies Cause the pain runs deep, when you don't have control of your mind Clock's ticking, running out of time